Greetings, scouts and scouters. Are you looking, looking for a great way to give back to scouting? To be on a team educating and entertaining the next generation of scouts? To play the game with a purpose while honing your own scout skills? Learning new things? Making friends? Having fun? And making some money too? If so, Skymont Summer Camp needs you. We're now hiring youth and adult staff for our 50th year of scout camp. And we want to talk with you about joining our golden anniversary team. To apply, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and fill out a summer staff application today. The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the scout trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield and joining me is CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cub Master Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Howdy, howdy. What's up? Glad to be back together. Indeed. It's and been a month. Is, yeah. it, has, it has been a month. It and seems the like it's been longer, though. I've just re- I've really missed y'all. Have you really? Yeah. That's really kind. Should I just we, saw you should Saturday. Should we do a, a studio group hug then? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sound effect would the group, uh, would, would the group wah, hug wah, be? Wah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I could see uh, Kyle uh, giving us a hug and we go, oh, God. <laughs> we, let's just, let's he's just, squeezing us to death. Let's just say that between you, Sean, and Kyle, I don't think I'd make it out of that hug. <laughs> I think I'd just be stuck there forever. Let's play a little game. Would you rather rather be hugged by Cubmaster Kyle or have to ride on a plane for two hours next to Cubmaster Kyle? Well, that's that's an unfair question, Kyle. Why is that? That's not a fair question. That sounds miserable because, either way. Because I don't want to ride. Yeah, because well, no, I was gonna say because it's unfair because I don't want to ride next to anybody yeah, for two I, hours on a plane. Now, now that you bring up the airplane, how does that work with you riding in an airplane? I normally buy two seats or sit in first class to give myself extra room. So, which do you normally? Do? I mean, is there I one way? Just do first class. First most class. Of the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's but I what don't I, fly all that often at all. That's why I cruise is because it's a floating hotel room. Yeah. So and you drive to the uh, dock. Drive to, to the, the dock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, uh, riding coach for me is pretty uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. You're a tall guy. Yeah. I'm six four, but you're taller than I am. Are, Are you, you really six six? Are you yeah. six six? I'm six six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, even in first class, my knees still touch the seat in front of me. So mm. that does not sound like a comfortable trip at all. Yeah. Well, uh, you got a vacation coming up in the near future. I do. Yeah, we're going to Bimini. So, so that's in the Bahamas. You got one too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm headed down to uh, Mexico on a secure resort. I was going to say, be safe down there. My yeah, wife just in got a back from there. Resort. Oh, really? Yeah, and she um, down in Cancun. Yeah, and those. Um, bad things that happened a few weeks ago mm-hmm. were two miles from her resort. Hmm. 
So it was a little scary for me, you know, texting her and she she sent me a pen of where she was compared to where that stuff went down. <laughs> it was, yeah, it made me a little nervous. We, I'm not gonna lie. We're always at the uh, resort called Excellence, and uh, I've always we've been there seven or eight times. Oh, I think that's where she went, and I always Excellence. feel very safe there. Yeah, it's like going to a uh, compound. And uh, so I've never felt insecure at all there. But we don't ever leave the resort. If you leave the resort, then there's probably some reasons to be concerned about safety. But yeah. otherwise, it's uh, not seems to be any vacations planned for you, uh, Jared. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. No Disney or Dollywood for the kids. Uh, no. Yeah. I know because he's got an infant. Yeah. Taking an infant to Dollywood or Disney World would just be, I mean. Not a fun trip. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go. We'll, we'll, I think our first like trip probably will be to see my grandma in Jackson, Tennessee over 4th of July. And then it'll kind of open up a little. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's right. You know, we have a, a three-month. Uh, <clears throat> I was getting confused. Is it a three-month-year-old or is it a three-month-old? Three it's a three-month-old, old, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got a three-month-old. And he's doing great, but. Yeah, you know, there's like schedules and stuff. Three months old. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would hate to know I was going through that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my daughter's 24 years old. I hope the next time I see that, it's a grandbaby. <laughs> One where you can just sugar them up and send them home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell yeah. you, um, full credit to Ashley. She's fantastic. And uh, she picks up a lot of my slack. And you guys know there's a lot. Boy, of slack. there's a lot of that slack <laughs> in that rope, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll get outside this spring together as a family and everything. But probably won't take. We normally go to the beach at Gulf Shores, Alabama. But mm-hmm. um, just with having the infant, it was you know, yeah, it's not really worth maybe, dragging everything out to the maybe beach late to, summer though. Maybe yeah, maybe you got any camping trips uh, scheduled to uh, Skymont? No, you don't ever go up there and spend the night, do you? I don't normally spend the night. No. Yeah. I usually got to come back and work. <laughs> well, well, now I mean, we are. We had such a popular podcast there last year. The plan is to take it oh, out yeah. there again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we need to figure out that date. Sans jeans. Yes. No jeans. I may wear jeans again. The Dean Redemption. <laughs> Except this time, this, this, this time I'm even going to step it up. I'm going to wear black jeans. <laughs> black jeans. Dude, we should name the episode Gene Redemption. Gene Redemption. Can you do like a Shawshank Redemption, but not. Can you do like an ad for that? Like it's a special episode. <laughs> Coming Live up. Live to the Scout on Chattanooga podcast. Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah, Sean Whitfield I, redeems himself from the jeans. I need to make sure never I get seen that a, date down. You've never seen a happier pair of legs in your life. He'll be having lots yeah. of dates because he doesn't like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't that... Uh, hey, when we were talking about the jeans stuff, wasn't that guy, that random guy we had on the podcast that was a scout leader from like uh-huh. Florida... Didn't we have him sitting at the table? We were talking about the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I forgot about that. What was now? now I, I'm known for the jeans. What was it we determined that Jared's known for? Nothing. Seems like something he did recently. Excellence in humor. <laughs> 
Oh, I know what it was. What was it? I think it's related to the haircut. Oh, oh yeah. No. We're still talking yeah. about hair. I forgot. Hey, I did. Um, hey, I did tell Curtis about that. Just so you know, oh, you did? I told him. Yeah. Did you and, tell uh, him that you're the only uh, person in Boy Scouts that spends fifty five dollars for? Hair? <laughs> he said he's my neighbor. You know, he was like, "Well, you get what you pay for, man." It's hey, like, thanks. You should tell him because it gets mentioned tell him you on need the a podcast. Refund, man. I told him that I'd get it cut more often if he didn't charge as much <laughs> you need to ask him if he's a two for one you should tell him ought to be. he's getting advertising on the podcast so he should give you a discount <laughs> yeah see yeah. i get three three haircuts to your one really mine's 20 bucks it's pretty good yeah 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 what do you pay for a haircut kyle uh, it's like twenty six dollars to get okay. the beard cleaned up well then I oh get, you get the beard trimmer i get yeah. the best deal then you don't trim your own beard no, because I'm blind. It would not be even. Hold on, what? <laughs> Are you really? I can't. Like I can't judge distance. So every time that I've cut my own beard or oh, like shaped it up, like yeah. one would be way down and one up, and I would come out, come out of the bathroom with my wife just hee hawing. Cherish is like, go back in there. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> She's like, just just go to sport clips. <laughs> Tell them to fix it. Oh man. Okay, we got to we got to do a what's up cuz uh, yeah, this is I was way. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to say uh, gentlemen, let's get to our what's up this, and this train has no tracks. For Choo-choo. all of you listening, our what's up is it's just where we go around the studio, we share one thing going on in our world. It can be about anything and it gives you an opportunity to get to know us a little bit better. So, Jared, what's up with you? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Um, let's see. What is up? You don't even have anything. Up with do, you? Me. do we need to go to Kyle? Go to Kyle first. All I gotta. Right. I gotta we'll think go of to something. Me. I gotta think of something. So, um, I've been thinking about this a long time. I hear that Wood Badge is a incredible like learning opportunity for adult leaders in scouting. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I have felt like it is just something that people brag on constantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it almost made me not want to do wood badge. But after thinking about it and seeing you know, what it does to the leaders in the Boy Scouts of America, I have decided to register for wood badge. Woo-hoo! So that is my what's up. But it, it has an extra special meaning to it. Um, when I was growing up, there was a guy named... Uh, Tom Woods. Some listening may remember Tom. Um, Tom passed away back in 1997. um, And I was still on the fence about whether I was going to take Wood Badge. But literally yesterday, we were going through some old uh, photos and stuff. And um, I had Tom's obituary. And he was so proud of, you know, of taking Wood Badge that it even mentioned it in his obituary. And had the scouting logo and everything, you know, the Florida Lee in there. And, um, you know, that was something special to me because he meant so much to me in my scouting career that mm-hmm. I, I'm doing it in honor of Tom. Wow. Um, so super That's excited. Awesome. And uh, I'm excited to be able to be a part of the course this fall. You'll so. enjoy it. You'll have a good time. Yeah. I enjoyed my experience. You're not going to pick my uh, patrol, are you? Um, I stay out of that. Okay. Yeah, I don't get there's there's some things I've learned about my position. Uh, several. And Kyle's laughing because he knows what one of them is. The chiefest thing that I have learned is never design the patch. Gotcha. Okay. The second thing I've learned is We should have a scout on Chattanooga patch. That's funny. Designed. He's got one. It's ordered. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, okay, cool. Yep. 
highly yeah, limited breaking edition. news yep only a hundred of them being made you gotta you gotta work for that patch hmm. nice well we, yeah, i didn't mean to interrupt you um, i just thought of the idea of a patch but sorry well, it was a good interruption because i forget what i was rambling about <laughs> probably something insignificant uh all right well my what's up is something a little different and unique uh, this just happened a few days ago i uh, tend to get all of my mail here for my business and sort of gather it all together and then i get my mail from home and i kind of gather it together over four or five days and and then i'll just sit down at one time and go through all the mail it's usually i don't know eight or ten items i guess each time i do that and so i was doing that the other day and i don't know if i got this piece of mail in my hand which no one out there listening can see uh i don't know if it came to my home or to my business i I don't recall but I, I opened it. I didn't even look at who it was addressed to. And I noticed it was from a company called Principal. So uh, I opened it up. And here is a check. It's not made out to me. It's made out to someone that has passed away. In the amount of $30,000, Wow. And so I got to doing some checking. I thought, well... It's a, a lane, and I'll not say the last name. It's made out to this lady. And so I went to Facebook, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I can find her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Find her on Facebook, and she was born in 1909 is her birth date. So she's not even alive. And she used to work for a large organization here in chattanooga and this is a deceased employee employee retirement and it's made out to her for over thirty thousand dollars wow and uh so anyway in the address is an address on gun barrel road (laughs) so anyway i've got to go to this address and i'm going to try to get in the right person but how often do you go to your mail and you have a check show up that's not made out to you, but it's a real check for over $30,000? Wow. The only thing I ever get in the mail are bills. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, found wow. that surprising. I've Man. never gotten something like that. Yeah, that is. And especially when the person's not even alive. Wow. Um, whoever whoever you find that this check is you should ask them if they want to become a friend of scouting <laughs> that, that would make i think a, they could just sign it over right that I mean, would they make a heck of a donation it wouldn't it wow i'm looking at it right now yeah i did a double take i'm thinking wait a minute is this is this junk mail mm-hmm. is this something you know false or fake but as you both can see it's a it's a real check wow so so I thought that was but a fascinating it didn't have story. Your, it didn't have your no, address it on it. It didn't have my name Just or address. Just a little window envelope. It, it, it showed up in, in either one of my mailboxes, either here at my business or at home. I'm, I don't recall which address it came to. Good grief. That is crazy. Well, my what's up cannot compare to that. I thought this was an interesting, fascinating story. This is interesting. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Well, um... So been, top that, Jerry. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's like terrible. It's like, wow, what an incredible story, and here I am. Um, so Theodore is super jazzed. Shout out to Rich Mazingo, okay, from the Chattanooga Lookouts. Theodore is super jazzed because he got an award at school because uh, 
I guess the teachers kind of all get together and they look at the kids and see how they're doing. And the lookouts had done, I don't know if this is something the school put together and the lookouts just help our school or if it's something the lookouts do a lot of places and, it, and Theodore is just a part of it, but it's for most improved student. And he got a free ticket to the Chattanooga lookouts and a free hot dog and all this. And so he's really excited. So we're going, I think it's like the 27th thursday night and very cool yeah so we're going so he's super jazzed about that and i'm excited because it just so happens to be thirsty thursday so (laughs) (laughs) i knew you'd appreciate that what goes on on thirsty thursday two dollar beers well it used to be dollar beer now it's two dollar beer you know the games are shorter have you been this season i mean it just opened this season season, yeah you know it's interesting uh it was an article in the paper today i don't know if you guys saw that about um it's kind of funny because you know they've implemented all these things to kind of speed up the games because the average MLB game time which is the minor league is based off of last season was like three hours and 20 something minutes and this year so far the it's like two hours and 28 minutes so it's cut like an hour off the games but they're uh, the the lookouts were in the news today because there I guess is a controversy around when to shut off beer sales because they've always shut off beer sales in the seventh inning hmm um, but apparently some stadiums are doing away with that because of the amount of time, you know, you don't have, people aren't going to be, you know, consuming for two and a half hours. They're going to be consuming for an hour and a half. Gotcha. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I haven't talked to Rich about it, but I bet it's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. I guess we need to head to a break, but before we do, uh, come Master Kyle, who uh, are we going to be we visiting have, with today? Um, from the Chattanooga Bakery, he is the the mark. I don't know the official title, but he's, he's essentially the marketing director. He's right? vice president. I think executive vice president of marketing. I yeah. think. His name is Tory Johnston. He's going to be joining us, and he was one that was um, vital in us beginning our moon pie sales um, with the Boy Scouts of America here in the Cherokee Area Council. So we're going to talk to, to him about his career and a little bit about moon pie and just kind of the future of that sale as well. So lots to talk about with Tori. All right. Sounds great. All right. we It is it's time for us to take a quick break uh, for Jared Pickens, Cup Master Kyle. I'm Sean Whitfield. We got more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Whether you're a new volunteer or a veteran scouter, Wood Badge is for you. Wood Badge is the BSA's advanced training program for adult leaders and is coming to the Cherokee Area Council this fall. Scouters will acquire valuable tools such as listening, communicating, conflict management, project planning, and leading change. All skills that will deliver an improved program and a more meaningful experience for the youth we serve. Additionally, you'll make lasting connections with other leaders from across our council. Wood Badge is a five-day course spread over two weekends, September 8th to the 10th and September 30th to October 1st, held at beautiful Skymont Scout Reservation. To learn more about Wood Badge and to register, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Space is limited, so don't miss this opportunity. Wood Badge, leadership for scouting, leadership for America. Youth leadership in our area starts as young as kindergarten, and it's called Cub Scouts. With lots of fun activities like camping and hiking and team games and shooting bows and arrows and so much, much more. Parents, you can log on to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and learn how your kindergartner through fifth grader can join the journey of a lifetime. 
now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Woodfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And Cubmaster Kyle, I will let you introduce our guest today. I am so excited to have this guy here. Uh, Tori Johnston is with us and he is the uh, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the Chattanooga Bakery. Now, what many of you may not know or may know is that Chattanooga Bakery is famous for moon pies. Now, they might have done some other stuff back in the day, but it's all moon pies now and the little pecan pies still, right? Used to have it, but we don't have it anymore. You don't do the little, oh, Just man. moon pies. Just moon pies. Well, Tori, it's so good to have you on the podcast with us today. And before we get started in all things moon pie, I just kind of, I want to get to know you a little better. Like, like, where'd your background come from growing up and what got you into wanting to, you know, get to talk about moon pies for a living? <laughs> what a good question it was love at first bite don't, don't lie don't lie tori it's a long sordid tale but i'll just give you the cliff notes proudly from chattanooga grew up on signal mountain and um went to high school and went to college at the university of north carolina and got into commercial banking initially and about year five my boss and I, about the same time, sort of came to the conclusion there may be higher and better uses of your talent. So went back to graduate school and fell in love with marketing is mm-hmm. the very short answer. And have been in marketing ever since and have been with several brands, but about 20 years ago, had the incredible opportunity to come to Moon Pie. And they made Moon Pies and had been making them since 1917. And they sold Moon Pies. And they just said, you know what? We don't really know a lot about what we're doing in the middle, that whole marketing thing. Mm-hmm. So I came in and sort of uh, took that on and have inherited sales ever since. But um, it's it's quite a wonderful place to work. And it's a really fun brand. 1917, so we're 106 years old as a brand. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and um, fifth generation, you know. And I, and I like to tell people we are a a unicorn in every sense of the word. We're fifth generation, family owned, one brand company. And I hmm. challenge you to go find five of those in the United States. I was going to say, I came from a family company and to go through five generations and not being bought or sold, that's pretty remarkable. Mm. And there certainly are inquiries. You know, yeah. the, the Campbells are, are very um, out front about the fact they want to keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we're not just limping along i mean we're doing well i mean we're having some good years and we're just grateful to be able to keep talking about the pie for Mm -hmm. another hundred years hopefully (laughs) so moon pie was started and founded here in chattanooga give us a a quick overview of a little bit of the history please so the campbell family i mentioned um so sam campbell the fifth is the fifth generation owner so you just march up that tree and they were all sams i think so sam won uh, started the business. They actually started a um, flour mill. They owned a flour mill. And the bakery was an offshoot of the flour mill because they were like, you know, we're milling flour all day long. And at the end of the day, we got 5%, 10% left over. Instead of chunking it and starting over, let's just turn it into something we can sell. So Chattanooga Bakery was born in um, 1905. And they made over 100 different items you know, little cookies and brownies and all sorts of little cakes and things, all branded Lookout, because Lookout was kind of this iconic 
community in Chattanooga, so it was Lookout Brownies, Lookout Cookies, etc. Well, the Moon Pie was born in 1917, which is its own story. Uh, we can talk about it if you'd like. And through the 30s, everything else sort of held on, and then by the mid to late 30s, Moon Pie was the only product. It was king of the hill and uh, remains the product we make today. And that's the only product. Yes. Now, you mentioned like a little pecan pie Mm -hmm. and a little coconut pie. We used to make those, and capacity needs dictated that we just put those aside and continue to add our ability to make more moon pies. So I absolutely love the story of how moon pie came about. And there's actually kind of two stories kind of rolled into one. The first one starts in, is it Kentucky that it started? The Appalachian area of Kentucky, that's Mm -hmm. right. And basically, and that is the the narrative that we believe is true and that we um, sort of put forth. I think there are other, I won't say conspiracy theories, but there's other (laughs) stories that we just have not, you know, um, they may be true, but this is the one we believe, which is we had a sales manager whose name was Earl Mitchell, and he Mm -hmm. was up on a sales call in the Appalachian part of Kentucky. And back then, of course, this was pre-supermarket, pre-Walmart, pre-everything. So it was a little corner store. And he went in, and he was, and he had his little tray of samples of all the Lookout branded products. And the guy said, hey, Earl, you know, love you, love your company, but this stuff is slowing down. It's not selling very good. You need to come up with something new. So he tucks his tail, sort of walks outside. And as the story goes, it was late into the or, you know, late afternoon. And coal miners were coming up from the mine, and they were coming to the store on their way home. Mm-hmm. He was sitting outside talking to some of them, and he was like, people, men, ladies, whoever they were, we uh, we need some new ideas. Things are, you know, I just had a bad sales call. And they said, hey, you know what? Whatever you do, make it really big, because you know, we want to take snacks in our lunch boxes down to the mines, but you know they need to last us all day. Mm-hmm. So as the story goes, one of the coal miners put his hands up and framed the moon, which at that point was rising, you know, full moon, I guess a fall night, whatever, mm-hmm. and said, make it about that big. So he comes back to the bakery and he sees some of our workers dipping um, graham crackers into marshmallow that they had put up on the edge of the window. Mm-hmm. Where Stuck it, was, it in the window. It was softening. <laughs> and he was like, hmm, white marshmallow, moon, we can make that cookie round. And he just basically told this story and out of that whole thing popped Moon Pie. That's just, that's mm. super interesting to me. <laughs> Do you guys have a theme song? I feel like it needs to be like a theme song that plays right now. It's like, here's the Moon Pie theme song. It should be a sea shanty too. A sea shanty. We'll let you work on that, Kyle. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tori. I took us way off topic. But it's it's just such a it's such a cool story, and it, it's almost uh, you know it's 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 almost legendary, right? It's kind of this legend. I mean, it is a legend, but it, it has this just very deep it, historical feel. It kind of goes with just the overall story of the history of Chattanooga. Because you think of Coca-Cola, you think of Moon Pie. There's several different things. When you start thinking about what Chattanooga is known for, Moon Pie's among the mix. And entrepreneurship, right? I yeah. mean, just people starting their own businesses and public-private cooperation. And, you know, let's throw our arms around each other and just do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Perseverance. Tori, where all, do you, where all do you do business? Are you international or just in the United States? <laughs> 
about 10 years ago, we would have said international was New York and California. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we are now legitimately in 50 states. Um, if you take a line, sort of envision a map and go from West Texas up through Ohio over to Northern Virginia and down, um, that's kind of our home market, probably 70% of our business. But one of our fastest growing markets is Northern Cal and the Pacific Northwest. And we're up in, um, you know, the New York and New, uh, New Jersey areas. Okay. We're in 3,300 Walmarts, as an example. We're in all the Dollar Trees. We're in all the Cracker Barrels. We're in all the Bass Pros. We're in all of a lot of big national accounts that put us in a lot of places. Yeah. But we're from the South. Certainly the Southeast, Southwest is where we sell best. See, see, I get the I get the vision. It's like you guys are Southern missionaries going all the way up to New York. People are having a really hard time. And you're just like, you know what you need? Just have a moon pie. <laughs> Isn't there a sheriff in Florida who said that? I don't know. I think there was. I think there was. Yeah. I remember that. It was like a year ago. It was. <laughs> he went all crazy on social media. Um, <laughs> I forgot all about that. Now, uh, it, uh, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I wanted you to know that the brand has become so big that um, my kid has gotten into these newer things called mini brands. Have you ever heard of these? No. It's these little toy versions of different products. And there's everything from like almond milk to bagel bites. And there's even moon pies are on many brands now. They're little collectible toys. Yeah. And you don't know what you're going to get. They're blind yeah. packs, just like you said. So you huh. open up I'm a big ball and, and there's all these little micro packages of your favorite brands. And mm. he's got me addicted to collecting these with him. Like it's something that we do together. And we haven't gotten the Moon Pie mini brands yet. And we're actually sad that we haven't unboxed one yet. Is so, there one? I've yeah, got one. You have three. one. There's, How did you get it? I think it's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry, I think, is the third flavor. Yeah, I'll hook of you up. Mm. All right. <laughs> hold, on, this is, hold on, this is a strawberry moon pie? There's a strawberry moon pie. Yeah. I didn't know that. How did mm-hmm. I not know that? Because you're not a Chattanooga yet. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> I kind of am. So while we're you're on still the, in training. <laughs> while we're on the flavor, of, you know, flavors of moon pies, I actually want to ask you how many different flavors are, of moon pie are currently in production over the course of a year. Like, I know some of them are seasonal, but how many different flavors do you do? Let me do it out loud. I'm not. It's either eight or nine. So the everyday flavors, I'll call them, are chocolate, vanilla, banana, chocolate, mint. And salted caramel. Mm-hmm. We then do pumpkin spice and lemon uh, as LTOs. Just today, we have launched a blueberry. Wow, which mm. is very good. Mm. Did you bring um, some of those with you? I did not. Oh. <laughs> they start running. I just at, heard Kyle's belly growling. <laughs> <laughs> they start running at like three p.m. Oh, so mm. since you're since you're talking about running, you know, I've gotten the and I'll, I'll, I'll at some point in the the pod here i want to share well my first conversation with tori because i'll never forget it but um i've gotten to know tori and moon pie pretty well over the last several years and something that's always surprised me is the sheer number of moon pies you produce in a day can you talk about that depends on what size we're running so uh, we the original size is the single decker we call it then we make the double decker which is just double the size of a single decker and then we make the mini and of course mini is what mom wants and many is portion control and you know, for people for people like me we just eat three minis <laughs> um, but on a mini day we make about a million and a half a day 
So that means we're making, what, three million cookies. And then on a double-decker and single-decker day, it's high. It's below a million, but not far. Wow. What kind of hours of operation do you, are you 24-7? We are 24-5. And then 24-6, or, you know, we add a shift or two on a Saturday as needed. And how many does uh, Moon Pie employ in Chattanooga? 118. Wow. So a big employer here. Mm-hmm. Is is it true that there is a moon pod drop that goes on in Mobile, Alabama every year? Yes. Let me explain. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I've always heard that, and I didn't know if it was true, and I've always said, why does Chattanooga not have one? Yes. Let me explain. So it's about in about its 10th year, and uh, Mobile is the America's, I guess, birthplace of Mardi Gras. And so that's one dot. The other dot is that Moon Pie, since the mid-80s, is the number one throw off of floats in Mardi Gras parades all along the Gulf Coast. So we sell mm. millions and millions of Moon Pies you know, every winter to Mardi Gras distributors and parading organizations, and they throw them off the floats along with the cups and the beads and all the stuff they throw. Do they freeze them before they do? Because <laughs> I would think that'd be, you could really launch one if that thing was frozen. Yeah, that they, would actually, that I would think hurt. you're confusing them <laughs> with hockey pucks. <laughs> yeah. So the funny story about the, the softness is one of the reasons why we were picked. Apparently, before us, they were throwing Cracker Jacks boxes. Oh. Well, you can sort of imagine at a Mardi Gras parade, everybody is having a big old time and not necessarily paying attention. So here comes the Cracker Jack box into the side of the head, and they're like, <laughs> that didn't feel very good. So they're like, what else is iconic and Southern that might be able to be easily thrown but not hurt when you get hit? So. And I want y'all to know that Moon Pies are so big during Mardi Gras now that I actually have radio stations that I work for in Mobile and in New Orleans, and they will actually put the Moon Pie brand into some of their imaging that they do, talking about Moon Pies being thrown um, during all of the different parades that are going on. It's so. honestly, other than maybe july august which is when kids are out of school right mom's pantry loading she's just trying to keep everybody happy that's a big sort of uptick for our category for our brand you know january february which is the months leading up to mardi gras Mm -hmm. some are our bigger months yeah so how does but the moon pie drop in mobile is new year's eve isn't it so sorry back to the story so because of those two things um mobile said you know what we don't have anything going on on new year's eve and New Year's Eve is sort of unofficially the start date or sort of the beginning of the reasons to have Mardi Gras parties leading up to Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. So they said, let's drop a moon pie and sort of you know, put our flag in the sand that we are the birthplace of Mardi Gras in the US and moon pie is our brand because we love moon pie because we throw it and it's just a big part of Mardi Gras. So that's it. Now, do y'all manufacture a big moon pie that they drop? Is that what it looks like? No, it's actually mechanical. It's It's eight feet or so in diameter illuminated it's metal it just comes down on a like a little crane just drops it down 30 from the tallest building it, in mobile does it have your logo and all oh yeah it's fully branded and both sides and <laughs> is, is, crazy. is there a reason you guys have never uh tried to bring that to chattanooga we need to talk about this <laughs> because I, I mean, I, I was I was talking to uh I think someone with a Chattanooga tourism company not long ago and there's really nothing going on New Year's Eve here in Chattanooga. And I mean, to me, that just is the perfect P 
piece of the puzzle that we're missing. Well, especially we, downtown or somewhere. We'd be honored. Yeah. That would also give us a reason to do more Mardi Gras stuff in Chattanooga, too. <laughs> All right, Kyle. <laughs> we, do, we do make a what we call world's largest moon pie for that event and for other very special events. Because as you can imagine, it's a labor of love. But it is about four feet wide, six, eight inches tall, wow. weigh, weighs 60 pounds. Um, it's got 50 pounds of marshmallow 15 pounds of chocolate coating all the stats feeds about 300 people wow. and it's wow. uh, it's pretty cool goodness that is neat do you so, offer uh, go ahead Jerry. so I'm, I'm sorry if i missed it earlier but did you say what your top like your the best selling of your products are like what's the most popular chocolate is 50 percent of the business mm-hmm. um vanilla and banana interestingly have very kind of distinct loyalties but they're both about 15 percent and then um you know you get strawberry and mint and salted caramel and some of those kind of bring it up the rear and it's really not because they're that much less popular it's more because the reality is in a given retailer we're going to get let's say 15 inches of shelf space so they're going to say give me a mini and give me a double and give me your top two flavors so typically we just can't get all that product on there but if like if you go to the moon pie general store downtown they'll tell you strawberry salted caramel uh, chocolate mint the lemon the pumpkin spice are really their big hmm. sellers because it's what people, they don't get and they don't see them very often well i love it at uh bass pro because they have that big it's like a wooden stand rack. Like, yeah, yeah like a wood rack built just for moon pie as you walk up to the registers yep. so it's nice to be like all the flavors are represented on it well i must admit that until a couple of years ago when we began our partnership with you guys for uh for product sales um i never had a vanilla moon pie and I had a vanilla moon pie, and I'm one of the 15%. It, to me, the, the vanilla is just like fantastic compared are, to the chocolate. We are often told it's like a glazed donut. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it's good. I don't want to know what's in it because I'm sure it's delicious. Goodness. <laughs> I love. So Jared brought up, you know, that we started a partnership with the Cherokee Area Council and Moon Pie, and I actually wasn't around for the beginnings of it, but I got in shortly after that. Can y'all kind of tell us about yeah. the history of how Moon Pie and the Cherokee Area Council came to be to be friends? Yeah, so, um, you know, I was new to town. It was the pandemic. Um, got here in September of 2020. And just kind of reviewing things, knowing Chattanooga is a really close-knit community, right? knowing that it's a proud community, knowing that it's a community that supports their own. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, it's the pandemic, what can we do to get people really energized and enthusiastic about what's going on? And uh, we were uh, selling popcorn at the time, as most scout councils do. And so I just kind of paid attention to the sale a little bit, and I could hear a little bit of, of a, uh, uh, concern. I mean, Kyle, you you know, you were a unit leader. People were like, yeah. oh, this is, it, it wasn't, it didn't really have the energy. It was getting stale. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, and and so I asked uh, some of our staff at, at Boy Scouts, said, hey, has anybody ever, like, do we have any connections to Moon Pie at all or anything? Like, 
it, it seems kind of crazy we'd have such an iconic <laughs> it's funny i'm like i'm, I'm like a it sounds like i'm a fanboy of, of, of moon pie and i am to a degree but uh but i, I wasn't necessarily then but i knew moon pie it's a big brand i'm like oh yeah moon pie and they're like no well yeah a couple years ago i think there was this guy that came down they talked to us but you know the timing went right and i said well give me his number and so uh I think I called Tori. I just like out of the blue. I didn't know who it was. You know, I just called Tori. It's like, you know, hey, Tori, you don't know me. I'm the CEO of the Boy Scouts here. I replaced uh, Scott this year. And uh, just interested if, you know, y'all have ever considered or want to do anything with Scouts. And there's like this this pause. It wasn't a long pause, but it was like a pause of acknowledgement. And he and Tori pauses and he just goes, hey, man, we're all in on Scouts. We've been trying to do this for a long time. And it's totally uh, true. And, and I'm like, well, great. Well, let's connect. And so uh, we connected, and uh, I was able to share him, you know, some of what we were trying to do, and bringing energy, bringing community, bringing trust, you know, with our scout leaders, providing a good product, and and more importantly, we knew that if we were able to build this collaboration, that we could say that this sale was 100% local, which was important to us because that's not what we were getting before. There would be a little bit more leverage and a little more community support. So. That's that's kind of the, the I think did I cover it, Kyle, for yeah. the most part from what I you mean, heard. As far as I know, and you know, who knew that it would grow into what it has become today? Just two years in, we've already um, surpassed our goals both years. What we're looking the, at what? numbers past 2019 already from back when we were doing popcorn. We blew that out of the water. Uh, this past fall. So how many it? moon pies were sold in 2022? Do you know? Yes, I do. Actually, you do? I do because okay. I know it for another meeting later today. So it's 280,000 mini moon pies. Okay. Those come in a 10 count box. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 280,000. If you line them all up, Tori helped us with the research, I think, because they're two inches across. And so if you line them all up, I think it was 11 miles of moon pies. Yeah. Like if you back to back, you know, that's or how many if it, was, it was like four and a half miles stacked on top of <laughs> right. each other. Something yeah. Like that. yeah, we yeah. had this thought. I remember when me and Kyle and Tori were talking, we were like, well, what if it, wouldn't it be cool if it was like as tall as like a, two lookout mountains or something? And two lookout mountains is like not even a half mile. <laughs> it ended up being like four miles. We're like, oh, it's like 17 lookout mountains. We got to rebrand that. <laughs> Tori, have y'all done any kind of uh, partnership like this before with scouting anywhere across the country or you know, organizations similar to scouting? We, this is the first really, um, I mean, we do some school work, but okay. as far as, you know, groups like this, um, no, and we're thrilled about it. And, you know, we leaned in hard when Jarrett called because, you know, A, it's the right thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're a family business. We've got people who love the outdoors in our brand fan base, as well as in our ownership and in our company. It's Chattanooga. We love that. Um it's Plus, just it a, may establish a new customer that purchases and totally. other times. I mean, of the you year. know, that's the yin and the yang of being a hundred-year-old brand, right? It's like, oh, I remember these when I was at grandma's or grandpa's. But okay, that's great. But are you eating them now? And so, you know, having an opportunity in a really warm, fun way, an authentic setting like scouting to put the brand in the hands of young people is a huge hitting win that for us. young generation that's going to buy years well, to come. And I feel like <laughs> um, to our older customers especially there's nothing more nostalgic than boy scouts and moon pies. And when you put those two together and they're out on the storefront selling these, you know, at the Elders Ace Hardwares or the Food Cities every fall, it's just two nostalgic Chattanooga things coming together as one. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you how many times people will buy 
multiple boxes of moon pies just because you know it brings back such great memories often say you know when you say moon pie you you get a smile and you get a story and uh, this just plays right into that i mean it really is just a perfect perfect match we're very proud to be involved yeah and i think that you know tori i'm sure you were as equally maybe you weren't but i certainly was surprised um, at the amount of media attention like positive media attention that we got I'll, I'll never forget i think the first year we did it 2021 fall 2021 mm-hmm. um i think we got asked by one of the morning shows like hey can you come on and talk and i think kyle was it me and you yeah. went on tori you were gonna go but i think you were out of town I at the time so. with that slot but he gave us some some product you know and i remember that they had us on and we talked but they didn't really sample it like with us there and then you watch the segment, it's basically just all the anchors <laughs> eating moon pies, you know, and talking about, mm-hmm. like what you said, yep. their story and their and their smile. And so, uh, so it's just really fun. So what's the goal for 2023? I got to tell you. Well, we'll announce it officially now that we're coming back for a third year, right, Tori? Great news with us. <laughs> Great news. Wow, that could have been pretty anticlimactic. Up production. <laughs> well, look, I can tell you that um, from a product sales committee side on the side of um, the Cherokee Area Council, we're thrilled to be partnering with Moon Pie again this fall. The patch is already done. We're completing the final stages of getting the patch ready to go out. We're already started to talking to our shipping vendors and setting up some dates. I know that we already have our uh, leaders meeting kickoff scheduled for um, the end of July to get to get ready for that. We've already lined up our prizes that we do with our kids, uh, and we're just getting ready for a good time. And we're looking at the research of how Moon Pie does for the scouting community as well when it comes to different flavors. And now that we got a couple of years under our belts, we can see what flavors are selling better out in the storefronts for us because you know it's a little different us selling you know with a kid walking up to you asking you to buy versus you looking on the shelf so we're looking at uh, all that sort of research and stuff and putting together a good plan for this fall yeah we're real excited i'm also really excited about trying this strawberry one now that i know there's no one. blueberry <laughs> yeah i did i, I want to like try strawberry. that where, where, no, where can we try find blueberry. the blueberry there to blueberry mid may will be in walmart Oh, well, really? okay. okay. Like a lot of companies, you can imagine Walmart gets a head start on things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so are there any other interesting uh, tidbits or facts that you could share with us about Moon Pie, the brand or the product? You know, there's so much lore. Um, Moon Pie makes its way authentically into all sorts of country music songs, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. It was served by one of the Bush administrations at a, at a, um, very VIP heavy, you know, heads of state sort of thing. The Bushes are from Texas, and so they called one time and said, "Can you send some up? We got some special people coming in." We're like, "Sure." You know, here, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, one really big honor uh, in 2020, we were invited as the every state um, one company or brand from every state was invited to the White House for a a big event uh, pushing Made in America. So we were there, and it was when President Trump was in office, and we got to be in the White House and represent the state, which we're so proud to do. And then it was really funny. We were standing there, and all of a sudden, all these really, you know, mic'd up, important, sort of uptight-looking people come up, and they're like, hey, would we, could we look, we had a little eight, 
you know, six foot table for every brand. And they're like, we need to take over your table. I'm like, oh, great. And they ended up putting it as the backdrop for the president when he made his remarks that day. So oh, cool. that, was, that was cool. Awesome. You know, we're, we're Americana and we're proud of it. Um, a lot of recipes, you know, moon pie banana pudding is life changing. So Google it. Uh, it's made with banana moon pies and it's ridiculously good. Oh, man. <laughs> Kyle, you're smiling. Yeah. Is this because like me, you haven't had it <laughs> well, or you've have you had it? But I've, I've had it and I'm also thinking of what kind of cool stuff I could use moon pies in a Dutch oven too. I don't think mm. it'll take you long to figure that out. <laughs> mm. All right. So here's a funny story. One of our um, executives at our company uh, is a competitive big green egg guy. And they were at an event and they ran out of meat towards the end of the competition, or I guess this was when all the general public was coming in and sampling. Well, he had a whole bunch of moon pies. He was like, wait. So he put all these moon pies, I guess, on aluminum foil, threw them up on the egg, and it basically turns into a ooey gooey s'more. He said the line was like 40 deep, and everybody was just saying it's the best moon pie you've ever had, which, you know, if hmm. you ever want to microwave a moon pie, it's it goes from good to great. Yeah. Real quick. So, so I, I want to bring up something um, that we haven't talked about that, you know, I'm just kind of a young guy, so I'm connected to these things like social media and, and Twitter and all that. And there's a bit of a, a remarkable, uh, is it a rise to power of, of the Moon Pie Twitter handle, right? Yeah. And, and not everybody knows about that. And I, but I remember this from like... Uh, five six years ago whenever it was and maybe it's longer than that but i remember because i pay attention to tech news and they're like oh you know here's moon pie you know i think i was in oklahoma and i'm like wow good for them can you tell us a little bit about what happened yeah by the way i know i'm older but i do social media too so. <laughs> okay, <sorry. laughs> thanks story and you're not really as young as you say you yeah. are Jared. Uh-huh. Exactly. thanks thanks it's true <laughs> okay all right to the story uh, so <laughs> la- last solar eclipse 2017 um, which happened to be our centennial. We were, of course, making a big deal or trying to make a big deal of the fact that we were moon pie. We were winning that day, right? The, the moon beats the battle sun on that day. So we were trying to <laughs> play that up some. Well, anyway, so Hostess decided they're going to try to hijack the day. So they go out on social media and they push out this picture of a chocolate Hostess cupcake or something, and they say, I'm paraphrasing, I can't remember exactly what they said, but basically, we declare ourselves the official snack of the eclipse. Well, our <laughs> brand new, we had just given it to an, a, a new ad agency who has done an incredible job with it. Their response was five famous letters. They said, LOL, period, okay, period. Well, it absolutely blew up on social media to the point where it was billions of views and we were voted in 2018 on the heels of that and all of the crazy you know just top spin that gave us the number one brand on social media in 2018 wow and that's like you know that's, that's like a, yeah that's you huge know, adidas and uh-huh. that's wendy's and you know we spend like you know like their travel budget for three years is our you know or, or for one day is our marketing budget for yeah. for the social but Anyway, it was a big honor, and so we have a lot of fun with it. You know, the brand is fun. It's whimsical. We, we try to have sort of a funny, humorous, maybe a little snarky, not over the line, but just a kind of a fun voice on social, and it's, 
and it's really resonated. Well, you yeah. know, speaking to that, what a couple of years later, right as the pandemic hit, y'all were thinking about how to put something cool in people's houses, and you came up with actually a skill for Alexa. Is that right? That hit pretty big. It was called the Moon Pie Moon Mate, and you could speak to it. It was a skill, right? It was on Alexa. So you say, Alexa, download the Moon Pie skill or Moon Pie Moon Mate skill, whatever you said. And literally, we developed it, and it we populated it with answers to like a thousand questions of what are the most random things you would ask a roommate if you were stuck in your house during the pandemic. And it again, it, it, it actually won the Tombris Group, who's our agency, a... Um, it was the equivalent of the Oscars for advertising, and I'm mm-hmm. blanking a Clio. It won them a Clio award for their development of this of this skill. So yeah, mm. it's it's, oh, I mean, it's a fun it. brand. Tori, I got one last question for you. What what's the future hold for Moon Pie? Three to five years. Do you anticipate it growing into a much bigger brand in the United States or other additional products? What's the future look like? We do we do some export, um, but it's less than 5% of our business. So I think we'll continue to try to grow that. And that's really um, Central South America, Caribbean. Because once you get past that, it's kind of hard to transport and it's not real heat tolerant. So it's, you know, there's some geographic constraints. We do have some new um, collaborations we're working on uh, with some new products, whether they're limited time offerings or new things that you'll be hearing about us from soon. Um, You know, we just want to keep this little treasured brand rolling and um, keep it healthy. You know, we're again, being one brand, being family owned, we're very conservative because we don't have any other brand to fall back on. So, you know, we're going to have fun. We're going to innovate, but we're probably going to be a close second. We're not going to be a you know, a distant first and get out there and get our, you know, head knocked off by somebody. So, all right. Well, guys, we're up against a break. Uh, any final questions uh, come after Kyle or Jared? Well, no, you know, I, you know, me and Kyle just talked to Tori oh, yeah. for like days <laughs> for about <laughs> Moon Pie. I had no idea about the Moon Mate. I have no idea. No, I'm gonna have to awesome. Go. Did you know about this? Mm-hmm. You knew about the Moon? Did you do oh, it? I downloaded it immediately. What did you when ask? It? It? What'd you ask it? I uh, can't remember. Did that it respond was, in like, was it just cynical or something? Or did yeah, so it, was it was like a very like anti-sun? It was, it was like, a lot like the social media, you know, it took kind of that role. Yeah. If you ever it's need incredible. a spokesperson, uh, come Master Kyle is a good one. He, he, uh, definitely loves your product. My so. problem is, is for you, three mini moon pies, it's the whole box. For me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want, I don't want the, I'll let Kyle have the, the final words, but I do want to thank the Chattanooga Bakery and Tori especially, you know, that it, it, it took, um, I'm not like an easy person to talk to on the phone like the first time. And because uh, I kind of roll it all out there like, hey, here's what we're looking for. Boom, 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 boom. What do you think? And Tori's like, yeah, we're all in. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. Let me know. Let's let's talk about it. And so I knew at that moment, I was like, this is a, a business in the community who views themselves as more than just dollar signs. They want to change people's lives for the better, want to be a part of those things, and they're willing to help their community partners. And so, and that's continued and hopefully will continue for, for a long time. So thank you on behalf of Scouting, Tori. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you again. And we're, we're very honored to be a part and want to keep long doing it as long as you guys want to do it and from a scouting family member like literally you know my kid in scouting 
I want to say thank you because you have allowed countless amount of kids to be able to earn their way in scouting and to be able to go to summer camp, to get to go to Philmont or maybe National Jamboree coming up um, this summer or Skymont Summer Camp. You're allowing all these kids to get to go do experiences that they may not otherwise have. You're making it to where they can afford to be able to do that. And I just want to say thank you. Yes, sir. I think we can end this conversation and say the moon pie is changing lives in more ways than one. All right. Let's changing my belly. (laughs) (laughs) And and changing the shape of uh, Cutmaster Kyle's belly. That's it. All right. It's time for us to take a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cutmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Hey, folks, I'm Michael Walton here with your Outdoor Minute. One of our biggest environmental challenges in the region is water quality from sedimentation and sewer overflows uh, to litter and microplastics. The conservation-minded means we need to roll up our sleeves, slip on some waders, and clean up our streams. Waterways is a local nonprofit with a great Adopt-A-Stream program to help repair stream banks, collect litter out of streams before it ends up in the Tennessee River, and then downstream from there. Troop 116 on Signal Mountain adopted Shoal Creek and has been helping keep it clean. Scouts can also learn how to get their own yard certified through their RainSmart Yard Certification. You can visit mywaterways.org. And if you have any tips for practicing the outdoor code, send an email or voice file to info at greenspaceschattanooga.org and you might be on our next Outdoor Minute. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Did you hear that? The outdoors are calling. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Camping, hiking, shooting sports, wilderness survival, and so much more. Your new adventure is waiting for you in a Scouts BSA troop. Go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com to find your path to youth leadership. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this episode of our Campfire Conversation, where we sit down with real scouts and scouters and have awesome conversations. Uh, Today, we have Miss Amanda Smith with us. How are you doing today, Amanda? Pretty good. Excited to be on the podcast, officially. we know that we had you back um, right before the Philmont trip because you were going on it, but we didn't get a chance to get to know you. Amanda, how did you get your start in scouting? I know as a youth, you were a Girl Scout for a while, but how did you get your start over on the BSA side of things? So my son brought one of those lovely flyers home in his packet when he was in kindergarten. And um Wanted to sign up, and um, I signed up, became a Tiger leader. Well, I signed up as a parent first, a Tiger partner. And then uh, I realized that there's ways that I could help improve the program. 
So um, that's how I got my start. And um, I was a den leader, a cub master. Um, and then I got real excited about roundtables and uh, was roundtable staff for a couple of years, was roundtable commissioner for the Cub Scout side. And then I realized that I had a love for training. So um, I ended up on the training committee and eventually was the training chairman for the council. And then I realized that I had a passion for training, but more so um, on the mentoring side of things. Um, so I became active in the lodge and um, I was a lodge advisor. I, I was a training advisor. I was ceremonies training advisor. Um, so I've, I've had a gamut of uh, positions on the BSA side of things. Um, I think one of the most rewarding positions is the one I currently have, which is Scoutmaster. And um, I've been Scoutmaster at Troop 172 in St. Charter to St. Jude. Um, and I've been there a year and a half as Scoutmaster. And um, it's been one of the most enjoyable things that I've done uh, as, a, as an adult. So we know that, um, well, talking to you earlier, I found out that your love of the outdoors came from your dad. Is there one particular moment, maybe a BSA moment or just growing up? Is there one particular trip or outdoor moment that you can kind of head back, you know, thinking about probably having some of your most fond memories come from? Yes, um, probably the worst you know, campouts are the ones that you have the fondest memory of. Um, my dad took us hiking in the Smokies, and we pro probably hiked every single trail in the Smokies at one point uh, in my life growing up. And I remember when our tent got flooded, uh, when we were on chimney tops and the lightning storm came. But in the BSA, um, it would probably have to be Northern Tier, the summer trek experience. My son and I went on that when he was in the scouting program, and um, we we thought it was the most miserable thing we'd ever done until four days into it, um, when we were eaten up by mosquito bites and uh, were uh, submerged in the moose muck, um, that four days into it, we realized we were really having fun and having a good time. And um, my son, uh, he, said at the moment that he he said i don't know why we did this but he looked back on it and he wrote about it in high school and in college about it was one of the most memorable experiences of his life and the fact that we got to share something that we thought was miserable and it turned out being an amazing experience together and so that's one of my fondest memories and i feel like it's that way with a lot of outdoor experiences within the the bsa and the cherokee area council Yes, when I do Scoutmaster conferences, it's the ones where they didn't go so great or didn't go as planned that everybody seems to remember more. So, Amanda, I'm going to go a little bit off topic and ask you a, an interesting question. I know you were involved um, throughout your scouting experience with uh, young ladies in our venturing program. But what was it like uh, now that uh, girls can can fully be a part of the scouting program? And I know you've been involved as a volunteer and participant for a long time, but what, what did that mean to you and, and what are you working on now? Uh, it was a huge aspect and a game changer because 
I've been a scout leader now for 23 years of my life. And back when I started, it was there was a couple of female co-masters, but not a lot. And there were definitely not female scoutmasters. Um, so it's very meaningful to me to be able to have that um, support that I didn't necessarily have when I started out as a leader. Um, I've accomplished many things and uh, broke through many barriers that not a lot of females in the, the scouts get to participate in. Um, just this past weekend, there uh, the section uh, OA conclave we had in Mississippi. Um, there's sil- silver turtle recipients, uh, the past recipients of the section leadership award get to congratulate the current recipients. And so, you know, it's things like that. Like when I'm the only female up there congratulating the new recipients that, you know, it means a lot that now maybe the, the female youth uh, becoming leaders in the BSA or whatever they choose to uh, participate in, that they may have an easier time and not struggle as much as I did uh, getting to where I am now. So, Amanda, what are some future things that you're looking forward to coming up uh, in scouting in the next a few months for you? Wow, there's a lot. Um, I guess um, one of the exciting things that's happening this summer is the National Scout Jamboree. Um, And uh, we usually have that every four years, but with COVID and a lot of the things that's happened, it's been since 2017 since we've had a National Scout Jamboree. And um, I'm excited. I kind of got the staffing bug for staffing jamborees. And I staffed in 2013, 2017, 2019, and now I'm staffing uh, this summer. And um, my passion is the pioneering village. So we teach scouts how to use their lashing skills to build a, a helpful something at camp or anything that they might use for survival. Uh, we've built bridges, we've built Ferris wheels, we've built uh, merry-go-rounds that the kids can actually get on and uh, ride. So um, it's a pretty cool aspect. So I'm super excited about Jamboree coming up this summer. You've got me excited thinking about that too. I can't wait to see some of the uh, creations that come out of there. Yes. And then also, you're you're getting very passionate about the Great Hiawassee River Raft Race that's coming up uh, soon as well. But there's kind of a new addition to that. There's some additional training that you're kind of at the forefront. And I wanted to get into that a little bit. Um, looks like you're going to be offering a couple of different chances to take some whitewater safety training as well, right? Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's also, also been one of my passions in scouting. I started uh, on the whitewater side of things when my son was a wee blue scout. And um, that's been almost 20 years ago now. And so uh, over the years, especially with COVID, there was a lot of push to get outside and, you know, social distance and um, get out. And, and at Walmart, you can go buy a boat. Anybody can go buy a boat um, for little of little cost. And, Um, Some people may not have the training necessary to use those boats or to get out on a dam-controlled released river like Hawassi is. Um, So one of my passions is to help people learn to enjoy that better. A lot of people may have a fear of water or a fear of moving water. 
And um, some of the scouts, when I do Scoutmaster conferences, by far, one of their favorite experiences is always the Hawassi Raft Race. And it's something that the scouts really enjoy. But in order to do that, we have to have trained safety boaters that know what they're doing, that, um, you know, have a commitment to safety. Um, so this year, this summer, we're offering two courses like we did last summer. Um, the first one will be in June. It's the third weekend of June on June 24th. And then the second one will be the first weekend of August. And that will be on August 5th. And um, we're just trying to get scouters out um, to practice their skills on the water, to teach them maybe some rescue maneuvers that they might not they might not know. And so that we can provide the safest raft race, raft race experience for our scouts. Now, we do have to warn people that um, these sessions are capped at 30 individuals for each session. So if you want to get in on this training, don't wait to the last minute and uh, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and make sure that you go onto the calendar and get yourself registered. The cost is only $15 a person, and that's going to get you your training materials and camping. Uh, and then you bring your own boat to the safety portion. Is that right? Or if somebody needs to borrow one, you're also helping people out. Am I correct? So for the raft race, we're not letting um, anybody borrow equipment this year. Uh, for the safety training, if they need to borrow uh, equipment for the safety training, we're going to allow that. But um, for the raft race, it's just too hectic um, to deal with um, borrowing or rent, renting equipment mm -hmm. uh, from our side. You can always do that from the professional rafters. Um, but on our side of things, we, we won't be able to do that this year. Gotcha. So I do want to give people a heads up. There are some prerequisites to take whitewater safety training as well. Can you let us know what those are so people can be prepared as they're registering for these classes? Yes. Um, you need to take safe swim, defense, and safety of flow. And those are both offered online um, at the BSA National um, Scouting website. And hazardous weather are also prerequisites. And that's also an online training. Um, successful completion of the BSA swim test is also a prerequisite for this course because we want to make sure that, you know, if you unfortunately have a spill that you know how to self-rescue, self-rescue is a big important thing, especially if you are a rescuer, um, because the first person you're trying to rescue um, is don't be, don't be victim number uh, two. You know, if, if you start rescuing a scout, uh, you don't want to be the have to have to be the one that's also being rescued. And we did have some instances last year with, even with all the safety aspects that we put in place where we did have to rescue some safety boaters. So uh, we're going to try to limit that this year. So the focus of safety can be put back on the scouts. And these are all great trainings for everyone to have, not just even if you're not going to be on the water during the raft race and you have the availability to take these classes, just a really good idea to uh, to knock these out because every scout deserves a train leader. Yes. And some of these courses offered by surrounding councils are um, cost over a hundred dollars. So oh, wow. we're offering something that's very uh, cost effective and you can get a lot of information and have fun. The reason I got into this um, on the water was um, I got into the BSA safety on the water trainings and we just got out there and had a blast and 
cut up and laughed and giggled. And, um, you know, we were taking things seriously, but also, you know, why do we keep doing this because of the relationships that we make and that we foster among each other. And if you're having fun, you're going to build some relationships there. All right. Before we let you go, what's those dates one more time so they can write those down? Okay. So June 20th is the classroom portion. It's a three hour session in the classroom and June 24th is the on the water portion. So that's the first session. The second session is August 1st and August 5th. And those are caps. So go ahead and register. Um, This year, the raft race, we provided additional safety boaters from organizations like Tennessee Valley Canoe Club and Chota Canoe Club and different experienced paddlers from across our region. Um, But this year, Tennessee Valley Canoe Club will also be hosting a swift order rescue class on the Okoy on the same weekend of the raft race. So um, their support, if any, is going to be significantly um, less than it was last year. Um, And we really appreciate the support they provided to us last year. But because of that, we need to get more BSA trained, uh, Scouts BSA trained individuals out there so that we're not depending on the other organizations to have this event be successful as it was last year. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. If you're looking for more information or to register, CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Amanda, if they want to reach out with any questions, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? They can reach out to me um, by cell phone or by email. Smith at DaltonState.edu is my email. And um, uh, everybody at the council office has my phone number, so they, they can give it um, as needed. But remember, uh, if you're going to have a raft, you need at least two trained safety boaters per raft. Um, I know there's several units out there that have three or four rafts. So just make sure you're sending the adequate number of leaders to the safety training so that your scouts can be fully supported. Well, Kyle, I just want to make sure that everybody knows how much that I and the council and our leadership appreciate what Amanda is doing with this safety training and with really helping us think not just how can we be okay moving that beyond and upwards to how can we be great? How can we be examples of safety How can we ensure that this experience that young people and their parents and families and leaders are going to be a part of is not just going to be a fun one-time experience, but it's going to really help train and develop them to go out on their own and have those quality water experiences. Mm -hmm. And so thank you, Amanda, for everything that you and the committee are doing. Thank you so much. All right. And Amanda, we want to get back in touch with you when you get back from National Jambo, okay? Yes, I will take a lot of pictures and hopefully our Jambo contingent can tell you how fun our uh, Pioneering Village will be. Sounds great. Well, you want more info about Whitewater Safety Training, National Jamboree, or anything scouting, just head to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and you can get yourself connected with a unit right then and there. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. For more Scouting Spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cupmaster Kyle. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cupmaster Kyle. Great and fascinating conversation with Tori Johnson with Moon Pie. I learned a lot. I've lived here in the Chattanooga area my entire life and I would say uh, probably 60, 70% of what he shared today I'd never heard before. 
So <laughs> me, and Kyle, Kyle? Me, and, me and Kyle are just looking at each other like, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we love both it. could very much answer how much we love moon pies. So. It's kind of funny, though, because I was, I was talking offline, you know, me and Sean were talking, you know, during the break. And uh, we were we were That's mentioning, podcast, by the way. During Thank you. Break. What did I say? Oh, oh, it's another podcast. <laughs> it's a pitch. It's a pitch. Okay. So um, we were talking during the break because, you know, me and me and Sean, if, if, for those of you who haven't met Sean, you know, Sean is a passionate uh, bodybuilder, and weightlifter, and he's passionate about health. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously a, a young person wanting to control my health, right? Take care of you myself. You continue to emphasize today how young you are. And uh, that's not You're making us feel old. That's not Feeling old from the lack of sleep <laughs> and, from having a baby. Thank you. That may be true. So, um, but we were talking about this. And uh, I think what's unique about Moon Pie is, you know, I don't, and, and Tori's not here, so he'd probably laugh at it. You know, I don't go out of my way to buy Moon Pies a lot, right? But I love them as a brand. Because it is, it has that nostalgia. And I, and I remember, you know, what it was like to have a moon pie as a kid. And, uh, and it's just an enjoyable memory. And, mm-hmm. and, when I, and, and I think my point is, I could have one moon pie, and it might be like, okay, it might not be the best. It might be some like, you know, four-month-old gas station moon pie that Tori wishes they took off the shelf, uh-huh. right? Oh, yeah. but, but I'm going to think <laughs> about, I'm going to get my deliverable on that is, then I'm going to feel good and remember those good times. And mm-hmm. I think that's really unique, something everybody can enjoy. Kyle says, I do those by the box of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually boxes of 12. The, calorie, uh, <laughs> the stale ones are calorie-free, you didn't know. <laughs> All right, Everything's calorie-free when it comes from Chattanooga. <laughs> hey, don't actually quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we have got to come to an end. Uh, so, uh, Jared? Any final words today? Yeah, um, just really excited about everything that we got going on in scouting. You know, we haven't talked a whole lot about it, other, you know, through this podcast other than Moon Pie. But uh, right now we're running about nine percent up in membership. We're actually ahead of where we ended July last year, and it's only April, which is a great position to be. Uh, we've got some exciting outdoor events coming up. Summer camps looking strong. Kyle was talking about the Cubbery earlier in our. Uh, our uh, opening session, and so that's looking really good. Then we got 370 like people, almost 400 there, people, yeah. going to be there for that. We're building 13 new bathhouses that are in progress at camp. There's just a lot going on, and just want to say thank you to all those volunteers and leaders out there that are working hard to create a strong program uh, for our scouts. and And to remind everybody that uh, fall is going to be here before you know it. Right now. You know, we're in the process of kind of wrapping down, having award ceremonies. But before you know it, we're going to need to start the next year's scouting program for all of our families. And it's up to each of us as leaders and as parents and volunteers to make sure that's a quality program where children can be connected with their families to outdoor activities, to health and wellness activities, to earning cool badges, learning how to work hard and achieve things and get the results. So, so what's our mission? Exciting. To get kids in scouting and... To keep kids in scouting. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Connery. And, and uh, Jared, for someone out there listening, it like may like to get more information online. Where shall they go for that? Yeah, you can go to Cherokee Area BSA com. Thank you. Um, but I also want to pitch: we just created a special Facebook page for alumni. Kyle, have you seen this page? I did. I okay. think I was one of the first to join it. Yeah, and so we're, we're trying to join that group. We're really trying to get alumni of scouting involved and engaged and seeing what we have going on. I promise we're not going to ask you to do a whole lot. 
We just want to be able to share our stories. And just like Moon Pie, having a bite reminds you of that nostalgia of when you are a kid. We want to do that for you with scouting. So just go to Facebook and Google, or I guess it's not Google. You put it in the search bar in Facebook. <laughs> uh, Chattanooga area alumni of scouting. Thank you for over-explaining that. You're welcome. <laughs> On to you. On to you, Kyle. Any final words, Kyle, before we go? Uh, just, uh, again, exciting time to be a scout and looking forward to the summer. And, you know, that joining night is coming up faster than you think it is. So now is a great time to go ahead and be thinking about how we can get more kids in scouting this fall. All right. That sounds great. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting.